The Floatcast is brought to you by FlotationLocations.com. They are the world's premier isolation tank directory and flotation resource center. Their website provides the most reliable and up-to-date global locator for tank manufacturers and locations. And they house the social media pages, newsletters, blogs, and much more so you can remain updated in this growing industry. If you are interested in floating, you can find a location near you using the fastest, most comp comprehensive search engine available. If you're a float center or a tank manufacturer and, and haven't teamed up with them yet, it is time to get found. From educating new floaters to providing pre premium advertising for flotation tank businesses, Flotation Locations aspires to be the industry's hub, and they are proud to be an integral part of, of driving this industry forward. Go to FlotationLocations.com to receive special offers and discounts on float sessions so you can, remain, so you can save money and float for less. All right. Welcome to episode number 27 of the Floatcast, a podcast all about floating, float tanks, isolation tanks, people's experiences in them, and uh, yeah, you know, just just uh, all about float tanks. Right now, we're, we're chatting with Shane Sott, uh, the founder of zenfloatco.com, maker of the uh, the float, float tent. Is that, is that how yep. you refer to it? The Zen Float Tent. The Zen Float Tent. Thanks for hanging out with us again, Shane. Welcome back. For sure. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, yeah, we uh, good to see you too. We uh, we hung out with Shane a couple months ago before before the big reveal, and uh, I was fortunate enough he sent me an email with pictures of uh, pictures of the tank and everything <laughs> before before it hit. And it was pretty. We cool. got the sneak peek. Yeah, I got the sneak peek, and I got to say right off the bat, I was like, man, this thing is pretty badass looking. It's definitely different. <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely different than than the conventional tank. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And apparently, a lot of people thought it was pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it is. I mean, what? Uh, first off, what was the main reason? Why? Well, for, actually, even before that, you had a website um, about about building your own float tanks, about you know making them yourself, and and you know not doing it like not half-ass, doing it the proper way, and, and working with what you got, but making it come out the right way. Yeah, you know, I really, I just wanted it to be accessible to people, and it wasn't accessible to me. And this is this is years ago before float centers. So my whole thing was just lowering lowering that barrier of entry, and it's continuing today. But I was helping people build tanks. I built my own tank in the basement, and you know the story on that. But it's cool. It's cool because I'm still lowering that barrier of entry. I'm still making it more accessible, and it's it's cool to be a part of it. It's very fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're. Your tent is absolutely helping. I mean, that's a huge step as far as accessibility and affordability for people. Um, oh, yeah. Whereas before that, the cheapest one you could find, you know, new, I don't even know how you know, 8000 actually a little less than that, but, you know, it, it's still a good investment. Yeah, like maybe five grand or so, and we've we've gotten well below that, and it's it's obvious people were ready for it. Yeah. Um, so now the actual design of it, as far as making it a tent, was that kind of, did you do that for condensation issues? Was that your main thought behind that? Because I know that's something that I fight to this day because my tank is an older tank, so it's it's flat at the top. There's actually no pitch to it at all. Um, so any droplets that form actually just drop instead of beating in either direction. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that pyramid design is crucial to the design just because everything just flows down perfectly. There's no dripping whatsoever. But as you know, the canvas was just the material that made it affordable and shippable and lightweight, and that was that material is what sets us apart, really. Shippable is a huge thing that you just said because 
Oh man, our our whole package cleaning everything is going to be about seventy pounds, two boxes. Wow, that's not yeah, that's good. that's a game changer. Yeah, and the two boxes that can fit on a truck rather than you have to get like a flatbed or a U-Haul or something like that. <laughs> totally small. I think the the longest dimension of the box is like forty something inches, so it's it's small package. We can ship this thing around the world for a few hundred dollars. It's it's changing everything. That's fantastic. So what do you, uh, as far as heat goes, the, the heating mechanism for it, it's underneath the pad or it's in like the filter mechanism or how does. Yeah, good question. We have like a, there, I would, I call it like a waterbed heater type thing, but it really, it's just radiant heat pads and they're custom made to heat up a whole lot of water, but it's two pads under there and they're always on and there's no electrical noise because that was one of the things we ran into when we were first developing the heating pad was, I don't know if you've heard it, but there's slight electrical noises that can come from them. Yeah, the high frequency noise. It's like a... It's, it's a not, buzz. Or, yeah, not like a hum, but like a, a slash between a hum and a buzz. Like I don't know, <laughs> A hum and a buzz. Yeah, and it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I've heard it before. It was a big problem and it took us a few different tries, but we finally got silent radiant heating pads and they're always on. So... The difference that I love about the float tent is you can float forever. I mean, you could seriously do a 24-hour float, and it'd be no problem. Radiant's cool. I My tank plans aren't radiant. That's why I had to insulate it so much, and it works. You can definitely get your two, three-hour float if you wanted, but there's something cool about always on to me. I don't know. It's just it's a cool feature. Yeah, I uh, I floated in, in both in tanks that have like an exterior heating element, like an inline one, and ones that have a radiant heating um oh, what do you what do you think i think the rating is absolutely better um, it seems better to me it's like you're yeah. unlimited i'm gonna say better for i shouldn't say better i think it's better for people that are more experienced with floating and are gonna have longer floats um but for somebody who's just coming in for an hour or 70 minute or 75 minute float i don't think it's gonna matter to them too much um but i think no, somebody look, i think somebody looking for a longer one would need the radiant heat to stay comfortable in it you're totally right i mean the average float is an hour and you can get a couple hours non-radiant. And they, the way they insulate them, you can probably get more than that. But there is something cool about being able to just go unlimited time if you want. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when I hop in, not as much anymore, but sometimes when I hop in, I'll just like, all right, I'm going to set my alarm for uh, seven hours from now and just kind of see where this takes me. <laughs> seven hours. Hey, if I get I out of it beforehand, great. If not, I'm in there for seven hours. Holy seven hours. I think my longest is a few hours. But uh, I'm not going for the record breakers anymore. Yeah, I think I, to be honest, like around forty-five minutes, I feel pretty well refreshed, and then I take ten minutes to get out. Yeah, I'm. Uh, my, my sweet spot's about seventy minutes. I'd say right around uh, seventy. I'm usually like, all right. I'm I'm good here. I'm ready to wrap it up and make my way out. That's pretty good. Yeah, everybody. I don't know how to describe the feeling, but it's like not a feeling of like I want to get out or I'm uncomfortable or I'm not happy here anymore or anything. It's just like all right. I'm, I've got what I'm going to get out of this, and I'm, I feel good now, and I'm ready to go. Like it's totally. Like, uh, it's like your brain's been off long enough where your brain's like, okay, fresh start, clean slate, let's go. Yeah, I'm ready to clock back in now. Let's do it. Because when you're getting in, your brain's still running and stuff. Yeah, I try to really not. I, I didn't do it at first, but I try to more now. Take at least five to ten minutes before I hop in and kind of just sit, like turn my phone off, turn everything off, and just kind of sit and mellow out for a few minutes before I even get in. Um, I think that Dude, helps me. Well, like, uh, so one of the things I've preached big time for me is uh, floating in the morning because my brain has been turned off. It's not fully wound up. 
But I notice when I try and flow after a long, stressful day, I, I can't turn it off as easy. It takes longer to get out. Whereas when I wake up in the morning and stroll downstairs, hop in the tank, it's, it's pretty well. I mean, I haven't really wound it up, and I can get in and get out. So it's, I, I'm a big fan of morning floating. You know, it's crazy. As, as unbelievable as this is, I have a float tank in my basement. It's 50 feet away from me. Actually, it's 10 feet away from me right now. Um, <laughs> I've never done a morning float. Dude, I've never done a morning. All my floats are usually at night, like 10, 30, 11 at night, like usually the end of the day because that's the only time I can because I'm so busy running around like a maniac. Um, Try one, dude. Seriously, know, it's like uh, just drag your ass out of in the tank and see what happens. <laughs> just set my alarm in the morning, just wake up and go float. I'm telling you, you're in a good mental state to float. I might try it. I might. Do it. Promise me. <laughs> All right, I promise. I'll give it a shot. And when I do, I'll tweet you and let you know how it went. All right. Um, as far as filtration goes, I remember seeing in the pictures that it had like a, it almost looked like a drop in. Like I, I had never seen anything like it, and I still really haven't. Um, it almost looked like a drop in, like self sustaining filter and skimmer, like all in. Is that kind of what it is, or? It is. It's it's a submersible cleaning system. So yeah, you're you're dropping it in, and it's on the it's on the end of the tank where your head is. It's underwater, you'll never know it's there, but that's on the end it is. And it routes that water down the side, down by your feet, and out of a mechanical, I call it mechanical, it's just a filter bag. So you're getting that cycle of water. So it's it's drawing in over here, it's UV cooking it, sends it down by your feet and puts it out of the filter bag. But it creates a nice circulation and a better cleaning overall. Okay. And the filter, like the whole filtration system, like there's the how do I describe it? Like there's the float area, like where the water is. Um, mm -hmm. And then are there any holes or anything in the liner or everything kind of drops over the side walls or drops into it? Yeah. So tell me if I'm explaining it right. But so the, the, the cord comes up over the tub and plugs into the submersible. It's like the size of a big football almost. Okay. So that's underwater. Now there's a hose coming out of that thing that goes... It, we've made little sleeves in the side of the tub, so the hose routes through a couple sleeves just to keep it out of the way, out of the floating area. Oh, okay. But it's still still in the water, and that hose wraps around, goes down by your feet, and then the filter bag has a couple wraps that wrap that to the wall. So everything's pinned to the wall and out of the way. Okay. But it is it is all submerged. All right, but there's no like uh, there's no holes or anything in the liner itself. No, no. We just we added on like little sleeves to route hoses through and the right. filter bag. And the idea for the filter bag by the feet is so well, I mean a lot of times you're not gonna float when you're cleaning it. So you can just open the door, has a quick disconnect on the filter bag, you just disconnect it, pull it out, and you can go wash it out and plug it back in right by the feet. So Nice. Yeah, we we would just we just want to make it really easy and we wanna make it low maintenance. And cause that was one of the things, I mean when you have a tank, you just want it easy. You just want like simple things. I do this every day. I do this every week. I do this every month. And so I really feature that in the cleaning guide that's going to come with it. And we want it to be easy. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like it really sounds like you, you know, made it pretty easy. Um, and I definitely like the fact that you didn't put any holes in the liner because then there's oh, yeah. no issues as far as leaks or anything like, or like, you know, something, somebody over tightened something and, and it's pierced and then it's never going to be right no matter what, you know. Could you imagine? Oh my hell! That that was one of the reasons we went submersible in the first place. Was we just, I mean, we're using canvas to hold water, and that's a big responsibility. So we just we decided to go a solid welded canvas tub because it cannot leak. Yep. And uh, 
a submersible system. And I think it's worked out really good. Yeah, it sounds like it has. Uh, there's no, like I said, with no holes in a liner, there's nothing to worry about as far as leaks go. And that's, that's huge. Because that's one of the things that I, in the back of my mind, every day I walk into my float room and I'm like, ah, oh, am I going to, is there going to be two inches of water on the ground right now? <laughs> like I'm just you waiting for I, it, you know? You know, I've dealt with that, right? Uh, did you? Yeah, when we were first developing prototypes, it's been over a year now, uh, we used a different material that was a proven material but had never been proven with like 95 degree, 94 degree water. Okay. Um, and, and the, the I mean, the space of a float tank is 8 by 4, so you got some you got some pressure on it. Yeah, right. Short. I had it up in my upstairs, and we were in the early prototyping phases, and I come in, and there's a giant puddle, and I'm like, what the hell? Oh, no. And what had happened is just the heat and the weight had stretched it, and uh, a little pinhole developed, and I lifted up the edge, and there was a little pinhole, and it was raining water down through my garage, and on and on, and and was we, it salt water or regular, or uh, just tap? Salt water. I mean, my float tank was leaking. It was it was one of the brand new, one of the early prototypes. Oh. And we changed everything. We went to a we went to a UV. So here's here's the thing we didn't realize is you can actually test the strength of welds on canvas with UV testing, shining light through it. Okay. Uh, there's there's different ways to pressure test. There's so many. There's better ways to do what we were doing. So we we took the best route we possibly could take. I mean, it's so serious. Could you imagine sending out a bunch of tanks and someone's apartment gets flooded or no? You, so I'm, I'm, his apartment, the apartment's below him and. Oh, I'm glad it happened to me. That's all I got to say. And uh, it changed everything we did. I mean, we, it's, this product is rock solid now. And, it, and at the time, we just didn't realize that material has so many variables, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, I guess 95 degrees and 94 degrees with that much pressure on it at all times is a lot yeah. to, you know, it's a lot to it's withstand. A bit, it's a little different. And it's good it happened. It really is. At the time, it didn't feel so good. I, <laughs> I can't. My wife, Jamie, I was like, babe, you want to come here for a sec? And she comes in the room, and there's a pinhole leak. And I'm like, will you hold your finger on this? Uh, I got to run AutoZone to get some, like, uh, I got some radiator filler. And so she holds her finger on the leak while I run a radio or uh, AutoZone or something. <laughs> Just sitting there plugging it. Yeah, it went over really well. I was a really popular guy. Section, but it worked out okay. We got new carpet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> got rid of the salty one. He got a new carpet. Yeah, um, it worked out. Okay. It worked out okay. Good thing it happened to me too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it stinks it happened to you, but it's you know that's the best scenarios for it to happen to you and not somebody else. Yeah. So it changed everything. We changed the material. We changed the welding. We changed the checking. We changed everything. So it was it was really good. We ramped it up about fifteen notches. It's good. It's good that you guys took proper precautions after that happened. You know, make sure it wouldn't happen again. It had to be right. That was one of the reasons, too. I mean, we were going to launch in fall, but, I mean, the leak didn't push it back as much as we want it to be right. So we've, we've, we've made a habit of pushing things back, and it's working out good for us. It's, when we were developing a product like this, it's a big responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, it's, it's uh, safety. It's, it's uh, you know, worry about leaks and, and structural issues, and it just, there's so much stuff that, that can go wrong. Oh yeah, we've we've made latching on the doors, or excuse me, on the door, and we've made I mean we all sorts of precautions, and we're we're doing it right, and it's not fast, it's not the it's not the fast answer, but that's okay. Yeah, well, we were talking about this last time when I was we put out what you're saying, I'd rather put it out a month late or two months late, quote unquote late. Um, yeah, 
and but have it be right and have it be got, you know the, what you want it to be it's got to be right so are you uh are you are you a rogan fan are you a rogan podcast listener i've listened to a few of them but uh i am a rogan fan and i try to get tickets he's gonna be here this weekend and oh, yeah. he was sold out oh yeah it happens i bought my tickets he, he came here in i think february or march um and i went and saw him in manhattan and I had to buy my tickets like a month, a month and a half beforehand. And when I had looked originally, which was probably two months before, you know, the tickets were like 150. And then when I went back a couple weeks later, they went up to like 180. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to buy these damn things now before they go up anymore. But that guy sells yeah. out fast, man. Oh, yeah, he's popular. He's really, I mean, his, I don't know who compiled the video, but that one video that's very like artistic and cartoony, and pictures that one video is why i'm floating i feel like where he's talking about layers of an onion and yeah. it's got this kind of it's got who's the sound in the background it's like that dj anyway uh, that 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 one video is that got me floating and joe rogan i i so badly want to go freaking just chat with him i think it'd be fun yeah yeah i really uh i think somebody i think another person from the floating industry needs to go and, and chat with him because he did you hear recently he had on uh, Crash from uh, Float Lab? Yeah, yeah, and I listened to that section, and it was cool they were talking about it, and Joe seemed all for it. He's like, this seems to be making it more accessible, and on and on, and I thought it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely nice that they kind of gave you like a little bit of a, you know, a little shout-out, kind of mentioned your, your tent and everything. Yeah, it was good to hear, too, because he's, I mean, he, naturally, he was a little... He wasn't skeptical, but he he doesn't know who we are or what we've done, and so he was a little hesitant to share it. But I just think it's cool that he's mentioning it and being honest about it and helping us figure this out. Yeah, he um, we actually I should say you last time we were on here, you said that originally you were going to use ozone for as like sanitation in the filter, mm-hmm. uh, but just before you said you switched over to UV. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what happened? Yep, yep. We're uh, the float tents all UV. I'm I'm one of those guys that's still an ozone fan, but see the way I used ozone was very specific. I had a venturi on the big tank I built, and once a month I would just go crank ozone through it, and I and it really cleans and freshens nicely. But it's people don't want to be breathing it, don't want to be around it, and uh, so I get it. There's some off gassing, but we end up switching to UV. It's just easier to maintain, easier to deal with, easier to predict, and we don't. I mean, you, you got to know what you're doing with ozone. Yeah, that's exactly – honestly, last time you and I spoke, I had an ozonator on mine, and I only ran mine at night. I only ran it, like, you know, for three hours a night, um, mm-hmm. and I would come in the morning, turn the vent fan on, and then by the time anybody floated, you know, that night, it would be totally – it would be totally cleared out. Yeah. But my ozonator – I don't know if it's because <laughs> I have it in the room. My ozonator, like, the, the intake on it would get clogged, like, with salt, and, like, and I don't know what would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept having to clean it out and I said, you know what? I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm, and I'm not dealing with the safety issue of having to worry about people breathing in ozone and, and somebody getting irritated. So I switched over to a UV light and it's, it's much easier as far as maintenance goes. And I just flip it on. It, go, it goes on and the water's damn clean. Yeah. I feel like UV is the ticket. I, the ozone, it's almost like, uh, it's like gasoline for a fire. It's like, yeah, it, it works really good, but just know what you're doing. Yeah, but you use it nice. Not to mention, if you're going to be sending out 250 UV filters, it's like you feel better about it than a bunch of ozone stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because there's no, 
Uh, there's no guesswork with it. There's no somebody does the wrong thing. It's like it's a light bulb. Is it on? All right, you should be good to go. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things I didn't realize is with UV, you actually got to keep an eye on the bulb film. There, there's like residue and film bulb, and I didn't realize that. I should have realized it, but I didn't. Uh, Ashcon from Float Tank Solutions, they're helping us with our water cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, the stuff they know about water cleaning is crazy, and they've just helped us out a ton with all that. Yeah, he's very uh... – those guys are They're very the, informative, and they know it offhand. They are the, they are the kings, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ashcon and Graham are the kings of float tank cleaning. Yeah, I mean they're putting on that whole conference uh, in a couple of weeks. You're heading out, right? You said. Yep, yep, for sure. We just got our tickets, and we'll be there. I'm excited. It's gonna be awesome. I I heard they're premiering the Float Nation documentary too. That'll be cool. Oh, are they? Yeah. Ah, nice. Maybe that's on the down low, but I think they might be. Uh oh. Spread some rumors. <laughs> if you guys listen to this, buy your tickets now because I think uh, they're on. You know, I, I guess you could say they're on sale now, or they're at a discounted rate now. And I, think I think it's the last day. Yeah, I think today is the last day. Today's the seventeenth. I think it's the last day. Uh oh. Yeah, I, I'm going though. I got mine. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I am really looking forward to meeting everybody from the industry and and just chatting. Uh, you know, shaking some hands. Dude, I've, I've been to a lot of industry conferences, and uh, the float industry is the only industry where it's like no one, there's no edge. No one has any like, oh, are you a competitor? Are you take, taking mine or am I taking yours? Or It's different, and I'm not just saying that. It's like the people are just different. It's cool. Yeah, everybody is. Even people that are within you know, competitive distance of each other, I guess you like, could say that. Uh, yeah, like Ashcon had Float Center pop up within a competitive distance, and they went and helped them set up their shop and gave them tips, and it was just like, wow. And it, and I think everyone just sees that they're just part of an ecosystem, and we're all working together. And yeah, it's neat. You're gonna see firsthand. It's so awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I uh, everybody who's listening, I get in there Friday at about noon, so everybody better be waiting at the airport with signs that say <laughs> Tom from the Floatcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be uh, there with a sign. Nice. <laughs> so, are you? Uh, so now, how many tanks do you have at your house? You just have the one. You have one tent. I, at one time, I had four. I have one tent and my one in my basement. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy when I had four, and it was just, it was just crazy. Electric beater spinning like a top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Actually, that is one thing I like that you addressed. Um, on the website was about, uh, I don't know if it was on your, a blog post or wherever you did it, um, but you addressed the specific costs of what it costs to run your tank and if, what it costs to fill it up, what it costs to run every day. Um, which Down, I was down to the penny. Yeah, which is fantastic because um, I've only seen one other float manufacturer, float tank manufacturer, give estimate, give any sort of anything, and it was just like a rough estimate of like, you know, 25 or $30 a month. I forget what it was. Um but yours was very specific. Like, listen, if you do this and you do this, it's going to be this. This is what it's going to cost you. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I that was that was one of the things I was put on is just finding the exact penny. And I just got an electrical meter. I dropped the temperature down to 61, I think. Uh, we found that it takes about an hour a degree to heat up. So it's not the quickest thing ever, but it wasn't about being quick for us. It was about being really efficient. That's really – in my from my experience, an hour a degree is fast. Um because my tank 
is slow as shit when it comes to heat. Really? Yeah, See, I don't have anything to compare it to. Mine is very. I have a um, a five hundred watt heater, uh, five hundred watt solid state heater, um, mm-hmm. that just sits right underneath the whole tank itself. It doesn't run the distance of it. It probably takes up maybe I don't know about half of it as far as the uh, you know floors, the footprint of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it takes like half a, one degree every hour and forty five minutes, two hours. Okay. Takes, oh, you know that stat. Uh, I only know that from when I filled it up and just kept going to check the temperature and said it's going very slow. <laughs> and then I started, you know, looking at it and then that's what I came up with. Wow, I didn't realize that. What kind of tank did you say? I have a float to relax tank. Old, okay. Old school. Um, old school. The only thing I still have on it that's original though is actually the heater. Um, that thing, you know, I figure it's a solid, solid state heater. There's not really much to break on it. If it has current, it should pretty much no. work, right? I mean, once the, once the water's up temp, it's no big deal, but uh, I, I forget what the exact numbers is. I wish I had it in front of me, but it, it was a couple, $2.50 to bring the tank to temp and a, maybe a dollar forty a day if you keep the room at about 78 degrees. I keep my room warm. That's one of the big things I do, too, because mm-hmm. I want the, that, that whatever air is being drawn in, on, I want it to match basically the skin and the water. So Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you definitely don't want to have a big variance, uh, variable in temperature from the water to the air. Like, you know, a, a, a minor, minor difference is okay, but any more than that, that's not really optimal. Yeah. Uh, so when you got this thing going, you I know that you knew it was going to be successful because I just, you know, I could just tell from talking to you, you knew deep down inside it was going to be successful. Um, eventually. I knew eventually. <laughs> did you think that it was going to have the, the success that it did with the, with the uh, Kickstarter? Honestly, and we we would talk about it, and we we meet all the time, and we'd talk about it. And my best guess was one twenty. My wife, she was saying, "Oh, you know, I think you're going to do one fifty. It's a big deal." And uh, the other, my the partners, William, Sean, they they were kind of in the same boat. They didn't quite know, and we just we went for it. We needed the cash to start, and it it was just crazy. I, did I tell you the? So when I was. I was the one who launched it that morning and I was up at, I forget, 4.45 or something or 5.45. And uh, I clicked launch. And by the time I clicked refresh, like two tanks were gone, clicked it again, another tank was gone. Get out of here. No, within five minutes, five tanks were gone. (laughs) And within hours, the first 10 were gone. It was just like, it was crazy. And and that's when I went into this weird alternate universe of like... (laughs) All of a sudden, once we started selling tanks, everyone wanted to talk about us, to to interview and to figure out what to do. And we had to figure out. I mean, it was a twenty-four hour job, and I, I I'm not even exaggerating. I was busy twenty-four hours a day. And if there wasn't a new tier or a new comment or a new question or a new email, it was it was crazy. And it was really really fun. I, I crashed a little bit after, but it was fun. <laughs> now you. This is uh, this was like a side, not a side thing, but like a secondary thing that you started, right? That yeah, your yeah. Main, main career. Yeah, yeah. So I, I run a family business called Walker Tape Company. It's WalkerTapeCo.com, and uh, we do glue and tape for wigs. We're a manufacturer. You heard it right, glue and tape for wigs. And uh, my grandpa started it in the '80s, and it, we're a thriving business. There's about thirty of us there, and. I mean, I have a full-time gig. My brother has a full-time gig. William has a full-time gig, the three of us. And we started Zen on the side. So it's been like we've really had to get strict with our time and our efforts and our energies. And we're pulling it off. We've hired a couple people. And 
we're making it work, but man, it's been, it's been a, a lot. That's fantastic, man. Hey, my father, uh, my stepfather made his, you know, made his money. Not that he's got a ton of it, but he's got a little of it, uh, selling copy machines. And it's like, people are like, what are you talking about selling copy machines? And it's like, yeah, you know, big companies that need these big, huge copy machines. Those machines are like a million dollars sometimes. Yeah. So he buys them and he leases them out and he has this whole leasing thing. and He's got it all mapped out. And it's like, oh, wow, that's pretty, you wouldn't think that something like that, but can there, there are industries for everything man it's crazy yeah it really is um so now that it's now that it's going you're still you're still juggling both obviously right yeah yeah still juggling both i i've had to get way strict with like my time and and it's one of what's been the hardest for me personally is i am like a i'm an overachiever where i love doing everything i do really well and following back and keeping up with everyone and being I love being just like a great help and a friend and and I've had to I say had to but I've just had to let a lot of stuff kind of slip and I've had to kind of make priority levels where it's like this is priorities right now and this isn't and uh, it's working but it feels it doesn't feel bad I just I guess I miss being able to do it all yeah I, I hear you I know exactly what you're talking about um when I first started you know with floaters and everything um I would send out every day like a follow-up email. Hey, how was your float? I was, you know, and uh, I would make it personal for everybody. Like, hey, you know, so how was your float, Jen? I hope that you had this. And now I'm finding it harder and harder to do it. Not that I don't do it anymore, but now they're, I find it much more to the point. Like, hey, hope your float was great. Love to hear about it from you. Like, it's, 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 <laughs> and, and it kind of stinks because I, I really would like to get it out because I do genuinely want to know how I enjoyed the float. Like, not, not because I want to use what they say as like a marketing or anything but just because i genuinely want to know how they feel um but i don't have time to like express how much i want to you know how much it's I'd hard like it's hard like, you seem the same way it's just like it's all about personal relationships and relating and then you get to the point where everything has a delay my emails i swear i'm delayed days on email and hours on text and that's just the way i guess it's got to be I'm, I'm really working hard to get good people and good help and we'll see what happens oh man it's 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 hard to find good help. Not knocking your current staff or mine. Uh, not that I have staff. No, it's but just a challenge. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Um, and I'm you fun. find those right people and they can do anything too. Yeah, yeah. And, and once you find that person, it's like, holy where have shit. You been? Yeah, where have you been? I didn't know you existed. I'm so happy I found you. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's, I'm finding it more... It, of uh, like the younger generation, younger people that I meet, they come and, and even at my day job, I run a sandwich shop during the day, um, and they come in to work, and it's like ah, they don't, they don't want to work. <laughs> they say they want to work, but they don't want to work. Um, no. And very few people want to go the extra mile and take the extra step and the extra initiative. Dude, and it goes so far. People that just put in that extra effort and the extra detail and the extra quality, it's like you, you can't pull them up fast enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You want like, them to come oh, back. It's so nice. <laughs> Can you come work every day? <laughs> yeah. All right, Shane. And so anything else you want to touch on uh, about the float tent? Now, you still – you ship some out already, and then you have a second round that's coming up? Hell, yeah. Let's, let's talk about shipping. So we yeah. are fully focused on delivering in August, and right now – uh, we're we're coming right to the we still plan on shipping end of August, okay. but it's gonna be it's gonna be close. But 
we've put everything off to fully focus on delivering. Like we, uh, we were going to roll out kind of a wholesale kickback type program, maybe for the float conference, but we just put everything on hold until we nail this. So right now we've got one shipment of August tents and we're selling for October. So we're going to have another shipment coming through and that's where we're at. And we're, I mean, we're still on our site every day. We're still selling tanks and it's, it's crazy. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's great, man. I'm really happy to hear about your success and congratulations and all work's paying off and it's, it's good to see you, man. It really is. Thank you. It's good to see you too. And it'll be, uh, it'll be even better when uh, we hang out in person and we'll go have a drink. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Everybody who's listening, check out the flow conference and come have a drink with us. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, Shane, I'll uh, let you run. I know you got a lot of stuff to tend to. Thanks again for hanging out with us, man. I appreciate it. Like I said, it was Dude. good to see you. Thank you for having me on. And seriously, uh, anytime, we should just make it a habit. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'll send you an email and I'll wait a couple of days for a response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Nah, it's no sweat, man. No big deal. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, take care of yourselves. Keep your tanks clean and stay salty. Take care. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>